0: morning church good morning as is our custom let's stand to our feet and begin our time together encouraging one another in in the word so we're going to read um from first corinthians 15 starting in verse 56 and we're going to read this aloud to encourage each other so let's read this together out loud it's on the screen the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Isn't that good news? Gathered together to proclaim he is risen. Amen. Let's sing this together. How can it be? How can it be the one who died has borne our sin
1: through sacrifice to conquer every sting of death? Sing, sing hallelujah.
2: Good morning, and welcome to Hebron Baptist Church. We exist to glorify God by inviting every person to take your next steps towards Christ. My name is Alan, and it is so great to join in worship with you all here today. Thank you so much for being here. If you're a guest here today, we are so glad that you are here. We want to extend a special welcome to you. We'd love to get to know you. One way we can do that is through a Connect card. That's a little card in the back of the seat in front of you. If you would pull that out and fill that out, that'll let us know how we can be praying for you, how we can be serving you. Then after service today, if you exit through these central doors and turn left, you'll see our Next Steps desk. There you can turn that card in and meet someone who'd be happy to meet you, answer any questions that you may have, and also give you a free gift. So welcome guests. We are so glad that you are here today. We're going to transition now to a moment of prayer, and as we do, I invite all of us to prepare our hearts for our act of worship later in the service as we give of our tithes and offerings. So would you please join me in prayer? Lord, we bless you this morning. We thank you for who you are, Heavenly Father, that you've allowed us to come and worship before you once again. Father, this morning we lift up to you our core value of joyful hospitality. We ask that you would ever be giving us more joyful hospitality. You have been so hospitable to us. You have freely invited us into your family. You have welcomed us like a prodigal son far from home into your loving embrace. Thank you, Father. Thank you for showing us such amazing love. Thank you for the gift of who you are. And we ask that you would allow us to reflect you, that you would allow us to ever be loving those around us. We pray that this week that you would give us opportunities to be hospitable, to share your love with our neighbors, with strangers, with each other. Please let us be more hospitable like you are to us. Lord, this morning we lift up to you the Richard family. We thank you for and Rhonda for their sweet daughters, Hannah and Kenley, this amazing family who felt your call from our congregation to international missions, and now are serving you as IMB missionaries in Argentina. Thank you, Father, for this amazing family. We just shower them, Lord, with prayers asking that you would bless them that you would protect them and use them. We pray for them as they seek to share your love through social media, digital engagement, leading already to in-person meetings and gospel conversations. We pray that you would continue to use this method of reaching out, that, that that they would see many people come to know you and be strengthened in you as they reach out through social media. Father, we pray for a church planning retreat that the Richards will be a part of coming up in June. We ask that your Holy Spirit would bless that, that you would give wisdom through that, and that through that, that retreat that you would empower many to allow to be church planters. We pray for a congregation that the Richards have spoken of a church in Nunez, whose pastor recently passed away. We pray for comfort for the family there, for the congregation. We pray for wisdom for their next steps as they locate another pastor. And we pray that you would use this church. It's the only evangelical Baptist church in a neighborhood of about 50,000 people. So, Lord, we pray for your blessing on Chris and Rhonda, on their girls and their ministry in Argentina. Thank you for them. Closer to home, Father, you know the many needs, the many concerns that are on our hearts, those in this room, those in this local church. And we pray that you would provide, that you would bring healing and comfort and help. We pray, Lord, for Linda Van Dyke as she recovers from surgery this past week. Please bring healing to her. We pray for Carolyn Bond and and her family as they mourn the loss of her nephew this past week. Please be so present with the Bond family. Father, we pray for Chuck and Bev Winterland's daughter and son-in-law as it looks like they're going to be able to adopt their foster child. We pray for your blessing on this family and through these changes going on, we pray that you would provide and bless. And Lord, as we conclude here in a moment of confession, we confess that we have sinned against you and yet we thank you that your response to us has been adoption. That for all who trust in you, you have become our father. You have wonderfully in great hospitality welcomed us into your family and made us your sons and daughters and therefore brothers and sisters with each other. Thank you for the amazing gospel portrait we see in adoption. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for opening up your arms and wiping away our sins and letting us be part of your family. So Lord, as your family, saved by your grace alone, we continue to worship you and praise you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. And we have, we have spent a moment in confession drawing attention uh, and, 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 and lifting our sins before the Lord. Uh, we can then, in the knowledge of what, of what we do regularly, we can also then take refuge in the Lord. And so I'm going to read uh, to us from Psalm 11. It says, I have taken refuge in the Lord. How can you say to me, escape to the mountains like a bird? For look, the wicked string bows. <laughs> They put their arrows on bowstrings to shoot from the shadows of the upright in heart. When the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord, his throne, is in heaven. His eyes watch, his gaze examines everyone. The Lord examines the righteous, but he hates the wicked and those who love violence. Let him rain burning coals and sulfur on the wicked. Let a scorching wind be the portion in their cup. For the Lord is righteous, he loves righteous deeds. The upright will see his face. And so let us then, as we've confessed our sins, commit to following Christ in righteousness and depending on him for that. Would you stand to your feet and let's sing together uh, in, and express our dependence on Christ, our cornerstone.
1: Excellent work. What more can He say than to you He has said to you forever? Be was the life. The flames shall not hurt you.
0: forsake us. Amen. Let's grab a seat.
3: Turn in your copy of God's Word to Habakkuk chapter 3, Habakkuk chapter 3, if you're using the Pew Bible, it's page 834, 834, if you want to use the translation that I am reading from. Uh, You know, athletes get to choose their walk-up songs, you know, the batter goes up to the box, they've got a music playing, or uh, people who, athletes who are listening to music to get pumped up for... Uh, for doing sports well a pastor gets to listen to the best music of all the saints of God singing to him and so I get pumped up listening to you all sing so thank you for worshiping Christ together this morning We're concluding Habakkuk in our series. We're going to continue going through the edge of exile as we look at both Habakkuk and Zephaniah. Next week we'll jump into Zephaniah, but today we're concluding the book of Habakkuk. And we're thankful for Pastor Mark and Pastor Derek as they shared from God's Word. And uh, we're going to dive in as we've looked at the themes of what uh, God has, the the questions that Habakkuk has answered, that God has shown that he is over all difficult times. And today we're going to look at the hope through a song or a psalm in which Habakkuk had written that we can trust God in all times. So let's begin reading in chapter 3 of verse 1. A prayer of the prophet of Habakkuk according to to Shigenoth. Lord I have heard the report about you Lord I stand in all of your deeds revive your work in these years make it known in these years in your wrath remember mercy God comes from Teman the holy one from Mount Paran his splendor covers the heavens and the earth is full of his praise his brilliance is like light rays are flashing from his hand. This is where his power is hidden. Plague goes before him and pestilence follows in his steps. He stands and shakes the earth. He looks and startles the nations. The age-old mountains break apart and the ancient hills sink down. His pathways are ancient. I see the tents of Kushan, Kushan in distress and tent curtains of the land of Midian tremble. Are you angry at the rivers, Lord? Is your wrath against the rivers? Or is your rage against the sea when you ride on your horses your victorious chariot? You took the sheath from your bow. The arrows are ready to be used with an oath. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains see you and shudder. A downpour of water sweeps by. The deep roars with its voice and lifts its waves high. Sun and moon stand still in their lofty residence. At the flash of your flying arrows, at the brightness of your shining spear, you march across the earth with indignation, you trample down the nations in wrath, you come out to save your people, to save your anointed, you crush the leader of the house of the wicked and strip him from foot to neck, you pierce his head with his own spears, his warriors storm out to scatter us, gloating as if ready to secretly devour the weak. You tread the sea with your horses, stirring up the vast water. I heard, and I trembled from within. My lips quivered at the sound. Rottenness entered my bones. I trembled where I stood. Now I must quietly wait for the day of distress to come against the people invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there is no fruit on the vines, though the olive crop... Fails and the fields produce no food, though the flocks disappear from the pen, and there is no herds in the stalls, yet I will celebrate the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord my is my Lord is my strength. He makes me my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights for the choir director on stringed instruments let us pray Heavenly Father we come to you with this magnificent word to look at you God as we come to your word we want to just look at you in all your goodness and all your greatness and in your word we want to see you so Lord reveal yourself reveal yourself to us change our hearts, change our lives. Help us to trust you in all times. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. You know, there are days that I believe that we believe God with an instinct, that it's easy, that it's a natural impulse of our mind, that the way that we, we go, that we clearly believe that heaven is real, that the providence of the Lord is kind, that God is working things out for the good of his people, that even our deepest griefs will someday prove to be light in this momentary afflictions when measured against the weight of glory. There are days that it is easy that we feel this and know this and believe this, but then there are days that it is a decision. It's an act of the will. It is difficult to trust in God. There are many days that we know that when we face difficulty, it is easy, and there are other days that it is hard. There are some days that we're as bold as Peter, and there are other days that we're more like doubting Thomas. That there are some days that we proclaim, I believe. And other days that we say, Lord, help my unbelief. And if we're honest, there's even days that we might even say, I do believe, right? There are days that we know that it is easy to trust in the Lord. And there are days when it is difficult. And this psalm or song that was written by Habakkuk, we see the challenge to trust God in all times. In this psalm, we kind of see and think about that Habakkuk has been changed and is being changed. If, we, if you weren't here the last few weeks, or maybe you were sick or weren't able to, to tune in online, we have kind of seen that Habakkuk asked two different questions. and the first question is is, "How long, O oh Lord? When are, when are you going to act? When are you going to do something?" Assyria and Babylon are breathing down our necks. We know things are going wrong. What are you going to do? And God says, Oh, I've been at work, but you're not going to like what I'm going to do. To which Habakkuk almost says, Sorry, I asked. I really didn't know if I wanted to know this. And then the second question, he says, Well, Uh, why God are you going to allow evil you said you're going to use these evil armies evil people to do your bidding why are you going to let this evil happen to your people which we had to to kind of wrestle with the problem of evil in the world and why are bad things happening to where God says I am in control of all things you can believe in me I'm going to work this out for my glory and your good And in these two answers and in in Habakkuk's dialogue to them, we we see that that God is changing Habakkuk. That Habakkuk is learning to trust God even greater. That he's no longer looking at the problems and, and now is looking to God. We see signs of it. Pastor Derek pointed out in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 last week when he when Habakkuk claims I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the lookout tower I will watch to see what he will say to me and what I should reply about my complaint this this trusting that I will watch to see what God is doing and I'm going to trust him at the end of this psalm in Habakkuk chapter 3 we See, this wonderful declaration that Habakkuk says, yet I will celebrate, there's verse 18, yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord, my Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountains heights. See, through this song, Habakkuk has taken the message that God has said that his people walk by faith. And that it is through this that we see that Habakkuk is learning that during difficult times and in good times, the most important thing that we can do is to look at God. Is to look at God in his character. To look at God as who he is. Because if we're affixed on him, all other things can be changing, but the one who never changes never will. And if we trust in his character and understand that he is worthy of all praise, that we can understand that in the midst of suffering, we can focus on who he is and trust in him at all times. The character of God... This is a, makes a wonderful springboard into Zephaniah because as we walk through that book starting next week, we're going to look at the different character traits of God and why it's important that we can trust him during days of exile. But on this moment, we are standing with Habakkuk where we say, God, we will praise you no matter what is going on because your character is, And goodness is great. You see, we as a Christian can stand on this because on the one hand, we believe God is absolutely sovereign in our suffering. It's never out of his control and it's always part of his plan. But on the other hand, he is a God who came and suffered with us. That he understands and knows what it is to come into the world and suffering and no other religion says that God is both a sovereign and suffering God and it is this theological truth this wonderful description of God that we as Christians can have hope through all difficult difficult seasons is that God is in control and he has suffered with us and because of that we have hope so in this psalm written by Habakkuk, I believe that there are three ways that we can trust God at all times. That we can trust God at all times. So if you're taking notes in your bulletin or in your devices, number one, in humility, exalt the greatness of God. Exalt the greatness of God. At the beginning of this song, we read verse 2. Lord, I have heard the report about you, Lord. I stand in awe of your deeds. Revive your work of these years. Make it known in these years. In your wrath, remember mercy. When we rightly focus on the greatness and goodness of God, we are brought to humility to understand that God is in control and we're not. At the beginning of verse 2, the prophet confesses something amazing. His confession, contrary to all the questions that he had asked, is now saying, God, I have heard the report about you and I stand in awe of your deeds. What he is saying literally is saying, I have heard you and now I see you. Now I knew you were good, But now I see that you're good. And because of this, I know what is facing us as a nation of Judah. We can trust in you. It is in this challenging dialogue with God that Habakkuk was given deeper knowledge and understanding of the ways of God that he experienced and saw that God has his hands in all things, even using the enemies of Judah against him for his very own will. This is reminiscent of Job's confession to the Lord. Job, we know who suffered greatly, said this in verse 5 and 6, I heard reports about you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I reject my words and am sorry for them. I am dust and ashes. This is what Habakkuk is feeling, right? God, why did I question you? Why did I do this? Because I now see who you are. I see you as a God who is in control i see you a god who is holy and just and good and i know because of this no matter what i am facing i no matter what we as a nation are facing we trust in you habakkuk was distraught before he first heard god's plan but now he has to deal even admits judah's sinfulness look at this total reversal when he says, how long are you going to be silent? And then God says, you're, he, I'm going to attack you from other nations. Then in chapter 2, well, how could you use evil? How could you let evil happen? And God answers him. Here, look at these words. Revive your work in these years. Habakkuk is actually saying, do what you said you're going to do. Bring justice against sin do what you say you're going to do in verse 2 he's imploring the Lord to to do what he's revealed to Judah but here's his caveat be merciful be merciful Habakkuk's heart has changed to say God I trust you and all the things you are doing I just ask that you be merciful How how did Habakkuk get this way well Martin Lloyd Jones observed this of this text. He said, How was Habakkuk brought to such a position? It would seem that it was when he stopped thinking of his own nation or the Chaldeans and contemplated only the holiness and justice of God against the dark background of sin in the world. Our problems can nearly all be traced to our persistence and looking at the immediate problems themselves instead of looking at them in light of God. So long as Habakkuk was looking at Israel and the Chaldeans, he was troubled. Now he has forgotten Israel as such and the Chaldeans, and his eyes are on God. Friends, how do we stay trusting God in all times? It's when we fix our eyes on Him that we are humbled to know that He is God and we are not. That He sees every side of the situation that we're going through. That we are finite. We can only see our little small sliver of everything going on. But when we trust in a good, loving, just, complete Holy, loving God, then we understand that He is above all of this. And with His powerful nature, He is directing every situation of our life. And we need to think less about ourselves and more about God. We need to stop looking at the situation. We need to stop looking at the Chaldeans of our life. We need to stop looking at the, the situation and problems and the results that are happening here and instead affix our eyes to God. And knowing his character, that he is one of perfect justice and perfect love, then we can trust him in all things. And knowing this will give us strength and encouragement. To trust him in every situation, brother, or sister. How much time are you spending looking at the problem compared to how much you're looking at God? How much are you affixing your eyes on the majesty of the One who's controlling all things compared to what the problem you're going through or your solution for it, brother or sister? If you want to stand with God in all things, look at Him. Look at him. Secondly, in thankfulness, seeing of the faithfulness of God to save. In thankfulness, seeing of the faithfulness of God to save. In thankfulness, seeing of the faithfulness of God to save. When we are constantly preaching the gospel to ourselves and that God is a God mighty to save, and that he has saved people throughout history, that he has saved us through his son, Jesus Christ, in all of these things, it will lift us to gratitude in what we are going through and help us to trust in him. Habakkuk does something amazing in verses 3 through 15. He describes the march of God in saving his people both as a march of judgment against sin but this wonderful picture of God marching through history in being faithful to save in this he recounts the wonderful nature of God describing it through a theophany or a manifestation of God himself now numerous of us have been sitting in our bed or sitting in our room late at night and you hear a big loud noise outside. And you're like what is that? What what was that outside? Now today some of us might throw up our phone and turn on our ring camera or something and see what it is or, or you know the brave among us will walk down the stairs with a a book in our hand, hoping to the, maybe uh, accost whoever has come into the house. One time late at night, we had the alarm go off unexpectedly and Sarah went and grabbed the gun and I went and charged the fence and we were, we we're just all ready to go. ready to, But we know that we have all been sitting and we have heard something that has brought fear in us. What is it? Is it the noise? No, it's the fear of what that noise is, the unknown. And oftentimes we hear the march of the unknown in our lives that cause fear. The bad news, the worse news, or maybe a sliver of something, and what marches across our heart and mind, fear. What's gonna happen next? How bad is this going to be? What is going to happen? Well here, Habakkuk says that we should meet fear of the march of fear with the sound of the march of God across history, who is faithful to safe. When we continue to remind ourselves of the faithfulness of God in saving us, then we can meet every difficult situation that we come across. I'm going to run through this. We're not going to read through all of this again, but I'm just going to highlight some of the things that Habakkuk reminds Judah, reminds us to remind ourselves that we can stand with God in all things. He says in verse 3, God came from Timon and the Holy One, the Mount of Paran. His glory covered the heavens and his praise filled the earth. Well, here, Timon and Paran are the mountain ranges of southern Israel. It's another name for Mount Sinai. So Habakkuk is reminding us that God met with his people at Sinai where he met with Moses in order to deliver his people from Egypt and gave him the blessing of being his people. And verse 4, it says, His brilliance is like light. Rays are flashing from his hand. This is very similar to the Shinneka glory, the cloud at which God manifested in their presence, in which the cloud, a pillar of, of smoke would go before them during the day and the fire at night. In verse 5, plague goes before him and pestilence follows his steps. Habakkuk is speaking of the plagues in which he sent on Egypt to show them that he is the one true God. In verse 8, he says, are you angry at the rivers, Lord? Is your wrath against the rivers or is your fury against the sea? Well, what is this reminding us of? Of when he parted the Red Sea because what his chariots are riding with victory. In verse 11, the sun and moon stand still in their lofty residence and the flash of your flying arrows. So, this is a reference of Israel taking Canaan. And in Joshua chapter 10, where it says that the sun stood still as the armies of Israel went before the walls of Gibeon. Brothers and sisters, Upon each moment we see God showing he is saving his people. And friends, Christianity is a fact. The first issue any inquirer needs to settle whether you're facing certain situation is is this biblical fact or is it just an inspiring story? Did God deliver His people from Egypt? Did God bring about the Exodus? Did God bring about the plagues to Egypt? Did God part the Red Sea? Did God make the sun and moon stand still? And even further, did God bring His only begotten Son and sacrifice Him on the cross so that all that believe in Him will be saved? Brothers and sisters, Yes, he did. And if that is true, then we know that if those things are true, that we have a great God that we can rejoice in, that we can sing of his excellent works, that we can sing of his praises, and that when we are walking In the times of exile and difficulty and problems, we can stand with him in good and bad times because he has done what he always has done and will always do. He will save his people. And if we believe and know that, then there's nothing that can harm us. There's nothing. That we can proclaim even the words of Paul when we come across our last breath or we stand to the ancient shore. That when we said, he set, wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, when this corruptible body is clothed with incorruptibility and this mortal body is clothed with immortality, then the saying that is written will take place Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where death is your victory, where death is your sting. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. When we are facing difficult times, we go back to the, fa- the fact that God is always saving his people. And when we face difficult times and seasons, We need to face these situations with facts. Not our feelings. Our feelings go where the wind blows. Our feelings are finite. Our feelings can be fleshly. And we need to remind ourselves of the facts of the goodness of God. That he has come to the aid of his people in the past. That he will certainly come again to rescue And at the end of time, God will come once and again to vindicate all those who belong to him to exercise judgment on those who are opposed to him. So friends, this point that I gave you was in thankfulness. Maybe this week, you need to make a list of the things you are thankful for God about maybe because of the difficulty that you are experiencing, maybe because of your own sinful nature or your own personality, you are someone who is not naturally thankful. And friends, if you are not thankful for what God is doing and you're not being reminded again and again of what God has done, you will be more likely tossed to and fro by the problems in your life. So maybe just as a practical thing, write out the promises and more than the promises, the things where you have seen God at work in your life, how he has saved you, how he has helped you, how he has been there for you, and keep that list wherever you need it, where you need to see it time and time and time and time and time again to be reminded you should be thankful because then you can stand in steadfast nature with God because when the difficult situations arise then your heart is filled with thanksgiving instead of fear and you can look to a faithful God finally number three in steadfastness proclaim your trust in God in steadfastness proclaim your trust in God I want to read verses 16 through 19 just as a reminder because we read a lot of verses but hear this I heard and I trembled within my lips quivered at the sound rottenness entered my bones I trembled where I stood now I must quietly wait for the days of distress to come against the people invading us what is Habakkuk writing he's like okay I I heard you God I know what's about to come and yes I have to admit that I am just trembling and waiting but though the fig tree does not bud and there's no fruit on the vines though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food though the flocks disappear from the pen and there are no herds in the stalls yet I will celebrate the Lord I will rejoice at the God of my salvation. The Lord, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. As you have seen God who is steadfast and faithful, then just as he has been steadfast to you, you must pledge your faithfulness to him. You know, Habakkuk currently sees the the destruction going around him. He knows what God has said is true. He is seeing it inch by inch, day by day, year by year, that what God has said is coming true. And yet he declares, I will praise Yahweh. The proper name of God in the Hebrew. I will praise Yahweh. I will praise the Lord. My Lord, I will praise him for all that's going on because he knows that God will be his strength God will be faithful God will stand with him when no one else will that God will be with his people and God will save Judah that's not the way they want it to go they don't want to go in exile they don't want to be scattered they don't want to be put down as followers of another leader but we know that God returns a remnant to Judah Habakkuk knows that he will stand with God. It's interesting because here he is saying, God, I know all this will happen but I will trust you. Frank Borum, a Baptist preacher in Australia, he was talking about one of his volumes about a conversation that he had with one of his parishioners named Gideon Jeannie was known as a pollyanna that she everything was roses and gumdrops and and that he was she was he was very worried that she was being a little naive about things and he was saying now Jeannie, suppose and she cut him off and she said pastor i know i suppose i should all these things all these supposes i know he says suppose i lose my money suppose i should use my house all the rest I know all these supposes come knocking at my door but when the supposes come I'm going to shut the door and lock them and not let them in now that's good good advice right there was nothing wrong but it's a worldly advice right because in some ways it's like saying I'm just going to avoid them I'm going to just build myself up and I'm going to do it Habakkuk went even further He let all the supposes in the door. He had a better procedure for worrying. He said, I know they're coming, but I'm going to trust in God. He said, come in. Suppose the fig tree is not budding. Suppose there's no grapes on the vine. Suppose there's no olive crop uh, that that is failing. Suppose the fields aren't going to produce crop. Suppose the sheeps are gone from the pen. Suppose all the cattle are going to go, come in, come in, he's saying. He didn't fear the supposing because the supposing's coming, whatever they may be, he knew he trusted in a God that was greater. And he met those fears knowing that God would be with him saying yet I will rejoice in the Lord the God of my salvation the Lord, the Lord will be my strength and he will put my feet as deer on the mountaintops. All of these things he said are going to come and though I don't want them And though I'm not hoping they come, I know when they do, I have one greater than all of them that walks with me. Isn't this wonderful to hear this wonderful praise to come out of his mouth, to say, I will praise him. Friends, it'll be that we need to be our steadfast nature to praise this wonderful God and commit to be faithful to him. We must, like Habakkuk, say these same things, that when trouble comes, I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in Him. I will take strength in Him. It's very similar to the the proclamations of Job in chapter 1, verse 21, when he says, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will leave this life. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away Blessed be the name of the Lord." And later on, in verse chapter 13 and verse 15, he says, "Even if He kills me, I will hope in Him." Friends, I pray that that is our response, that we will steadfastly praise and be faithful to God, because we know He is steadfast faithful to us may your heart sing this way may you praise God in the midst of storms may you see him as faithful may you see him as grand may you see that even the bad things that could happen you know of one who is greater than all of them and as we leave here today and thinking of the message of Habakkuk and looking forward to the character of God that we will see in Zephaniah. May we be reminded to acknowledge the sovereignty and power of God, that we confess our sinfulness, that we place our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that even in the times of distress and exile and trouble and pain and suffering, that we will rejoice in the God of our salvation knowing that he is faithful and he will never leave or forsake us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful reminder of scripture. Help us to be steadfast in all things, in all ways, at all times. And that goes by us looking to you. God, I pray right now that if there's someone who does not have a saving relationship with you, that they first see a God who is still faithful to save and that it is in His Son, Jesus Christ, that He has made a way and shown His love. We pray today that they would trust in You, that, Lord, You would change their hearts, that they would respond in faith that today would be the day of their salvation, that they can stand with this wonderful, personal, loving God through every difficult difficulty of their days and God may you encourage us in our faith that we will praise your name through all things in Jesus name amen amen would you stand to your feet
0: and let's encourage one another and rejoice in these words I take him at his word indeed Christ died to save me this I read and in my heart I find a need of him to be my savior let's sing this
1: is always gonna be my savior last my savior lives my savior's always there for me my god he was my god he is my god is always My Savior lives, my Savior is, always there for me. My God, He was, my God, is, my God is always gonna be. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, He was, my God, is, my God is always gonna be.
0: be my
4: Savior,
0: the he who lives to be like me, once died to to be be my savior.
4: Savior.
3: may be seated a couple of quick things as we come to the conclusion of our service this is a time just that we would prepare our hearts as we have worshiped through song and through the word and prayer that we worship through giving so if you want to prepare as we are about to take up an offering Uh, we'll do so there's a couple avenues that you can do that through but if you want to prepare now just lend an ear as I take a couple of announcements before we go first of all to guests we're glad that you're here we hope you felt welcome and we hope you feel welcome even more please make sure that you fill out the connect card go to our next steps desk which are through the double doors to the immediate left there will be some ladies there that will be glad to help you out, answer your questions. And if this is your first time with us today that you have a gift waiting for you, we want to just connect with you and let you know that you're appreciative for coming here. And if you have any questions, we'd love to talk to you about those there. Talk to you maybe about taking your next step into a life group or to a D group or serving in somehow or maybe even membership. Uh, if you have any questions, if you'd like to talk to me, uh, this is for everyone about baptism or uh, Trusting in Christ or membership, I'll be hanging around that uh, table as well. I'd love to talk to you and meet you if I've not met you before. So, we'd love to see you there. A couple other things today. We plan to do gospel to every home at four o'clock. Uh, it is threatening rain, but praise the Lord so far, we've not ever actually been rained out. So, we're going to trust the Lord and what He's done in the past uh, to be faithful going forward so at four o'clock we hope that many of you would come and go out as we go and uh, try to knock on every door in the zip code Uh, not today Uh, just uh, as many as we can with as many of you that will come uh, we have a lot to get to and especially because the weather's kind of knocked us out so we need to catch up on those so please come today at four o'clock I have got the wrong announcement sheet in here Sarah do I have another one in there I'll leave it back here. This is last week's. All right, I'm going to try to do it from memory. Um, Pastor Chastain, his wife, her name is Pat, passed away. And uh, their faithful service to our church for many years, we want to remember her and her family. We're thankful for her trust in the Lord. Her service is next Saturday. And uh, you can get the details. You can see Kay if you need details for that. Uh, The viewing and the funeral, we need to pray and lift them up. And so we hope that you would do that today. So we're thankful for that. I'm sure there's probably another announcement that I've forgotten. uh, But we hope that you'll check out the bulletin and see those. But let's lift the chastains up in prayer for sure. Uh, Ron went to be the Lord last year. And now Pat has followed uh, in glory, so we need to remember them. Uh, Now, as we have come to a time of giving, you can do so by a couple different ways. You can scan. There's a thing to scan in your pew in front of you or right here on the screen. Or if you're watching at home, you can scan on the screen in front of you. Or you can give physically as the offering plates come around. So we hope that you've been encouraged by that. Uh, just know that all of the things that we do for Gospel Every Home is supported by your faithful giving and all the, all the things that we use to do that. So let's pray and ask the Lord to bless our offering today. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, today and uh, the opportunity to praise you through offering uh, giving of our tithes and offerings. We pray God uh, that you would bless us as we give, that you would help us to be faithful, help us as we uh, know that what you have given us, we should cheerfully and obediently give in return. And Lord, we're thankful for the faithful givers here, and we know that, Lord, you have called some to give more and some to be faithful from where they are. We pray that you do so, that we can do more things to reach our community, and we ask you, Lord, to bless uh, what is given today, that you would multiply it so that we can take the gospel to the ends of the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Oh Let's feet sing.